Welcome to Genia Conversations, Redefining Healthcare. I'm your host, Andrea Durkin. Today, my guest is Jasmine McCammon. She's Genia's lead principal data scientist. We're talking about the Genia Data Intelligence Lab's opioid predictive model. If you enjoy our conversation, follow us wherever you get your podcasts to learn more about Genia and our data science initiatives. Let's jump right in. Jasmine, welcome to the Genia podcast. We're glad you're able to join us today to talk about Genia's opioid model. But before we jump into that, what is the Genia Data Intelligence Lab? So Andrea, um, put in a nutshell, the GDI is the research arm of Genia. We've staffed it with some of the greatest PhD level data scientists and tasked them with researching and creating new innovative models for our customers. And it's exciting because any product roadmap doesn't bind us, so we're free to innovate without any constraint. At its heart, the GDI lab uses leading edge data science to drive lower healthcare costs. So I imagine there are lots of different projects that GDI lab data scientists could work on. How do you choose the ones that you focus on? Yeah, we prioritize projects that address major cost drivers and enable our clients, such as physicians, health plans, hospitals, and employers, to identify, stratify, and predict high-cost claims and conditions such as heart failure and diabetes. Our models help clients intervene earlier with patients whose risk is expected to rise and or are at risk for major expensive conditions allowing these clients um, and employers to mitigate future costs. So tell me about the GDI Labs opioid model. Mm -hmm. Uh, The opioid epidemic is a huge public health crisis, especially here in New England, where I am, and the Geneva, New Hampshire office is based. And it's really only being exacerbated by the COVID pandemic. Um, With growing awareness of the problem and an increasing amount of statistics and information available to us, it really felt like an opportunity for the GDI lab to make a data-driven solution that could help make an important impact. The opioid model is a predictive algorithm. It estimates future risk of either an opioid abuse diagnosis or an overdose event. Because this risk prediction is for an event that hasn't happened yet, It can create flags um, or alerts for particular individuals and drive possible interventions that might keep them from occurring at all. Well, that's really exciting. Tell me about the process that you use to create the opioid model. So after deciding on our model use case, we needed good data to generate it. We utilized claims data, which uh, while more limited in the amount of clinical information contained, Uh, give a much more holistic view of patient history and interaction with the healthcare system. Then we needed to decide, you know, who is this model for? What cohort of people are logical to make predictions for? In this case, it's people who are taking opioids. Um, From these data, we can pick out who got an opioid prescription in the past six months. The next step was then to specifically define the outcome. You know, I mentioned we wanted to predict likelihood of an opioid overdose event or an abuse diagnosis. And the reason we ended up picking this dual outcome is because overdoses are more rare, but they're more consistently coded in the claims data. Meanwhile, the opioid abuse is more common, but it's not consistently coded in claims due to the social stigma around this issue. 
So by having both issues, we increase our odds of correctly identifying a deleterious outcome associated with opioid misuse. With our outcome in hand, we next had to use the data to identify various variables we think are associated with opioid abuse or overdose. These include things like age, sex, type of opioid prescribed, history of other mental health disorders, and concurrent medications that may interact with opioids. The modeling aspect comes from mathematically representing the association between these variables and whether or not the outcome occurred in a historical data set. Then the model can be used to make predictions in the future based on variable information only. So can you tell me, Jasmine, how have you collaborated with the Ginia clinicians to develop the opioid model? Yeah, of course. So, you know, one thing that makes us really effective in creating novel models is that at Genia, we have a very large team of highly experienced clinicians that we can tap for help. And, you know, this is really a major differentiator for us. Um, not only are clinicians experienced in care management and patient engagement, they're also very passionate about applying data-driven solutions and approaches um, to their work. Their expertise and that level of enthusiasm and buy-in is why the data science team really loves working with them on models such as this one. Um, I mentioned cohort selection for the model where we only want to run model predictions against people taking opioids. Um, clinically, it's much more than that, of course. You know, Through conversations with them and consulting the literature, we also excluded anyone with, uh, for instance, a cancer diagnosis or somebody in hospice care or people only taking certain types of opioids um, where opioid use might be really necessary for pain management. The clinical team also had feedback on what age ranges this model could be relevant for, as well as suggestions on other variables that could be related to our prediction outcome. Um, finally, they encouraged combining the different outcomes as there is clinical utility in capturing as many people as possible. So one of the things that we mentioned in the case study about the opioid model that was released earlier this year is that it accurately identified 80% of the people who are likely to have an opioid abuse diagnosis or an overdose event in the next six months. How would you say the opioid model results compare to other models? So there are other predictive opioid models that have been published, which are useful to consult to see you know, what the other variables that have been used as well as demonstrating feasibility. Um, I'm always hesitant to directly compare models as there are so many different factors ranging from data source and type to the study population to the study design and the model architecture. Um, so with all these caveats stated, I'm happy with this particular model performance as it's very comparable to or better than the other models out there. In general, you know, this outcome is pretty rare and it occurs in less than 1% of our study population. So um, being able to pick out the majority of them correctly without also identifying too many false positives um, is hard, but we've been really successful here um, and relative to other models. So in addition to being highly accurate, what else would you say is unique about Genia's opioid model? This model uses 22 variables, whereas others use as many as 200 data points to achieve comparable predictive accuracy. And fewer variables makes it easier to explain the model's results to physicians and their patients. Another thing is that this model, as I mentioned, combines the likelihood of an opioid abuse diagnosis 
um, and or an overdose event. Um, and many models are really just focused on one of those outcomes. Finally, the last sort of unique thing is that it can be used with children and adolescents, and uh, most opioid models are typically um, created for people that are only age 18 or older. So you mentioned explaining the model or model interpretability. Can you tell me what that is? So we feel it's not enough just to produce a prediction. For it to be actionable, it has to be interpretable. So with every model we create, we always have an eye towards interpretability. For instance, we spend a lot of time making sure our models need the least possible number of information and variables to produce good predictions. Uh, the smaller the number of features or input, the easier it is for users to understand the reasons behind a prediction. All right, so now that you've explained the model and why it's unique, can you tell me how a health plan or a health system or a physician practice would use this model? So a health plan could look at their entire population and how many members they have falling into various risk strata for opioid abuse or overdose. And if they have a lot more people at high risk than comparable health plans, then they might want to think about instituting initiatives and focus measures centered around prevention, outreach, and education. Um, they could also partner with care managers and physicians and use the model to identify individuals at high risk and target them for interventions. Another way this could be used is that orthopedic surgeons are the third highest prescribers of opioid medication, um, according to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. So from 2014 to 2017, the proportion of patients who received an opioid prescription within 60 days of discharge increased from 81.9 to 91.5% after total knee replacement and 82% uh, to 89.7% after total hip replacement. These orthopedic practices can choose to use Genia's opioid predictive model to flag patients expected to experience opioid misuse. Um, then they can explore where alternative pain management options would be a good idea. You know, no one should have to live with pain if it's avoidable, but the risk of addiction and all of its cascading effects should also be avoidable. And we see this model as a way to do that. I wondered, now that you've told us about the opioid model, if you'd give us a sneak peek of what you guys are working on at the GDI lab, what might we expect to hear about in 2021? Absolutely. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, we're specifically interested in how we can help our customers identify patients that are at risk of complications. And more specifically, we're looking at complications related to chronic conditions. Fantastic. Well, I hope you will come back in 2021 and talk to us more about the exciting work that you all are doing at the lab. I'd love to do that. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Jasmine McCammon of the Genia Data Intelligence Lab and to you for joining us. If you enjoyed our discussion and want to hear more like it, subscribe to Genia Conversations on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The views, information, or opinions expressed by the guests of Genia Conversations Redefining Healthcare are their own and do not necessarily represent the policy or position of Genia LLC. Certain data used in this study were supplied by the International Business Machines Corporation. 
Any analysis, interpretation, or conclusion based on these data is solely that of the authors and not International Business Machines Corporation. Predictive models, by their very nature, contain certain assumptions. This is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, and it should not be used to make a diagnosis or to replace or overrule a qualified healthcare provider's judgment. Many thanks for listening. 